Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? I lied. Get off my plane. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble. John, I'm not gonna shoot you between the eyes. I'm gonna shoot you between the balls. The disease. And I'm the cure. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. There can be only one. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Yippee-ki-yay. I'm going to kill them all, sir. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Charlie. With me, as always, is Nate. Say hello to the people, Nate. It is not Nate, but it is Bill Nighy. Oh, it's Bill Nighy. You are a master. Bill Nighy with you tonight. You are a master of character acting. I thought it was Nate, and it was Bill Nighy this entire time. Ah, yes. I understand how that could happen, young Charles, but as Bill Nighy. I love just Davy Jones. I don't remember any quotes from my famous movie, Davy Jones (laughs) and the Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) Jack Sparrow. That's yeah, all you have to say. That, just... That's right. I definitely know that movie. <laughs> I definitely did not like get annoyed and turn it off. <laughs> no, never. Well, here I'll, I'll do one better. It's like, did you you know pop over and see your mum? Did you see your mum, Sean? Pop over <laughs> and see your mum. Make sure you get her flowers, Sean. There it that's is. definitely probably like that's the most spot on Bill Nighy you'll ever heard in your life. <laughs> you you know, ah, it was actually me, everyone. Me, oh, not oh. Bill Nighy the whole time. Totally Man, fooled me. You got bamboozled. You should have seen the look on your face. Totally fooled me. I had no idea. I was like, I didn't know I was scheduled to do an interview, Mr. Bill Nighy. That's that's totally fine. <laughs> oh, so yeah, we are doing uh, Underworld, man, for our continuation of October and spooky kind of movies, even on the action side. So it was like, what's a spooky action movie? There's like three. <laughs> there's more than three, <laughs> but no, it's this. There's it's, Blade, The Crow. That's it. There's one more we're doing this month. There's one more not, that people weren't expecting because they forgot about it. But other than that, yeah. next year, you'll probably get the Crow and Blade. <laughs> the Crow and Blade. <laughs> Mark your calendars. Um, but yeah, it was like vampires, werewolves, machine guns. You know how I love my werewolves and machine guns, Nate. Oh, look look <laughs> here. We did another damn werewolf movie with automatic <laughs> weapons. One day, I swear to God, we're going to do a werewolf movie where automatic weapons are not a part of it. I've never seen one, so I don't. I don't believe they exist. I believe... wonder if they do exist because <laughs> I don't remember so many werewolf movies having automatic weapons. I, if I'm not mistaken, um... they're even in American Werewolf in yes. London. Yes, so I was trying to remember the Nazi werewolves are yeah, carrying got the machine guns. <laughs> I have the figure. Yeah, I have yeah, it over here. Jackie figure. got it for me. It's fantastic, and it has a machine gun with it. So it's like werewolves and machine guns i also I am in with this movie because of so much leather i gotta keep my hands where you can see them because there was a lot of uh we gotta get oh. this just out of the way right now nate, uh, nate was uh extra thirsty oh. 
God, Kate Beckinsale in this movie. 2003 Kate Beckinsale, man. That uh, 2022 Kate Beckinsale, but good lord, this is 20, 2003, 2006. Uh, I don't know when the other movies came out, but. Yeah, uh, this <laughs> unlocked a, a crush I forgot about existing. That's that was. Let's see. So I am 20, trying to stay calm. Twenty twenty three is what fifteen year old Nate. Um, uh, see, two thousand three, I believe so. Yeah, so that was that's that that is your like awakening character. You know, like they make the memes of like uh, the girl from Wonder Years, Winnie, and. Uh, Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell for like my generation. You know, it's like that awakening every adolescent boy had. Nate has Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, little 15-year-old <laughs> edgelord Nate. She's like, oh, I too am dark and mysterious, Miss Beckinsale. <laughs> I too know about the metal. Oh, I think I want to visit golf clubs now. <laughs> Nate's booking a flight to Bulgaria. He's like, I, 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 this is, this is my identity now. This is how the rest of my life. You don't understand me, mom and dad. (laughs) I am leather. Dad would understand after he watched the movie. I can guarantee you that he'd be like, that's fine, son. Pursue your dream. It'll be totally fine. Do what you gotta do, boy. (laughs) Oh boy. I'm not gonna thirst over Kate Beckinsale the whole episode. But what a beauty. Dude, it's funny because I was reading up on it and I knew she was she had married uh the director Lynn Wiseman dir- because of this Lynn, movie. Lynn Wiseman. Which also um I should have made Underworld. That's what I should have done mm. with my life. But do you I know I was also fifteen, so it was not possible. Yeah. Do you know there's someone else in this movie that is attached to her? You mean like Scott Staff being in this movie? Man, <laughs> early two thousands. Holy crap! What a time. No, um, no, she was married to Lucian, the guy that plays Lucian oh, in this Michael movie. Sheen? Michael Sheen. They have a kid. <laughs> All before Awkward. this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess they're all just real cool with each other and stuff like they even had like um, I, I'm going to call him Scott Stapp the entire time. But Scott Speedman. Like, no, no, it's Scott Stapp. It's Scott, uh, it's Scott Stapp. You don't even was, know if that I, was the clip or if that was Nate. I, I was ready. Uh, then like he goes over for cookouts at at, at uh, Kate Beckinsale's and Lynn's house. I don't think they're married anymore. They're, they were married for a while, but uh, like Scott Speedman would be over there all the time. So I was just like, man, these are like just like, oh, it's cool. Uh, yeah, just work with my ex wife, and you know you can kiss her. That's cool. And the director's like, okay, you're gonna kiss her, and it's it's just so weird that that, that dynamic. Like even the um, Kate Beckinsale and Lucian, I can't remember his name. Lucian, Michael, Michael Sheen's daughter is in this movie. She oh, plays. Really? She was in one of the flashbacks as the young um, Kate Beckinsale, Celine. So it's like everybody in the family's in this for some reason or another. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, Lucian's a badass, and I love him like. A, I'm going to say it now, like we're doing the first Underworld, but I love the prequel movie of the underworlds so that's the funny thing when watching this 
the only reason I remember the prequel movie is because of it being a prequel, and they got lucky by hiring that one actress that happens to look so much like Kate Beckinsale. She was in the running for Celine before Underworld. They both auditioned for the role. Um, so they still like knew of her. What version of Underworld did you watch? Did you own it and watch it? Yeah, like I I own the digital copy from like years ago. And like yeah. it's the only version I've ever known is just the standard R-rated one. Well, there's just like an, a different version. So there's the it's always a standard R-rated version. But I guess in 2017, when the the first 4K UHD came out, they replaced all of the old flashbacks with flashbacks from Rise of the Lycan. Oh, really? So they put so that it all stays uh, continuity wise. So all of Lucian's like flashbacks, the ones that where he's uh, getting like sc- whipped and stuff, and they're yeah, the one, like the one Scott life. Stapp is experiencing. Yeah, it's all clips from Rise of the Lycans. And honestly, I'm watching it last night going, I love this. Like, this works so much better if you, like, watch them in succession. That, um, But I, well, love, I love that, yeah. I don't remember anything about Evolution. I remember watching a pirated really? copy of that from Cody, I think. And I think there might have been a helicopter and a shotgun in it. Dude, there's, there's that. There's werewolf bodyguards. There's a dude living in a mansion. That- I don't remember. Um, and then, like, I I know I've seen the f- four and five, but I don't remember uh, them either. Awakening One of them's, like, in the is, snow or something like that, right? That That's Blood War. So, Awakening is number four. Blood War is number five. Yeah, um, like, I don't recall. They had, um, and I know the guy when I see his face, but I, I, he's, he's a redheaded dude. He's always, like, a ginger guy. That plays a bad guy. I want to say an awakening. So it's essentially, it's like they, uh, her, and uh, Scott Stapp have a daughter, and um, nice. They uh, they capture her and Celine, and the the daughter gets away, and Celine still like connected That's the thing. to her. I was her. like, is Scott Stapp in the other ones? And it's like I just couldn't remember. Yeah, so. I mean they keep that same character all the way through, other than the prequel one. Um, which even, um, Ray's from this movie is in the prequel with, uh, Lucian, which Ray's is, yes, he did. That is, um, uh, Grievous. I want to say is how you say his last name. Grevis. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, That dude's voice. It's his real voice. It's his real freaking talk like this. It's not that doesn't that pales in comparison. Like oh, your ear, bo- no, nope, that was a really bad deal. Your eardrums reverberate when this man talks, and they thought it was like done for the movie because you know he's a werewolf and it, no, 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 that's how this dude talks. <laughs> I'm there for it, and I love the fact that he's in this in the third one too. So, uh, all right, let's uh, let's knock the trailer out. What do you think? Yeah, let's, let's get, do let's it. Get this trailer. Let's get everybody in the mood. The war itself had become more perilous. The weapons had evolved. But our orders remained the same. Hunt them down and kill them off, one by one. They are the immortal damned. One 
family lusting for power and wealth. The chain has never been broken, not in 14 centuries. Another driven by revenge. Soon we'll defeat the vampires on their own ground. Do you see this human? He's attractive. I can't be positive, but I'm beginning to think the lichens are following him. I love Michael. Why are they after you? Who are you people? You're in the middle of a war that's been raging for the better part of a thousand years. A blood feud between vampires and lichens. Werewolves. Now, a decision must be made. Why did you bring him here? You saved my life. Between an oath sworn centuries ago. Her human. He's not a human at all. He's a lichen. And the power. There can be no such union. Greater than vengeance. You'll be lucky if I can convince the Kaisal to spare your life. Absolution will be yours the moment you kill Michael. Underworld. I, I, I absolutely adore in the movie when she's like, lichens, werewolves. Like, maybe it's just the nerdy meme. I'm like, I feel like everyone would be like, oh, yeah, you know, werewolves. You didn't really have to explain no, no, that part to me. No. Like, no. no. She, she had early, to inform him. As early as this movie came out, people didn't know lichen was another word for werewolf. I mean, this is made for the masses, and it's like, ooh, what's a lichen? Well, oh, it's don't a worry, werewolf. Beckinsale, I knew. <laughs> Nate knew. Nate's on the same wavelength. I'm on. Uh, our auras match one another. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. I don't That's know why. Even I myself just changed my seating position into a he much totally more Jeff Goldblum sexy. It, Nate is giving off a sexy Jeff Goldblum. This is going to be uh, the sexiest episode we've ever done. And I'm the only it's one. going to be a lot of tension. It. Yeah, everyone's seeing this, and I'm feeling a lot of tension here. I I need Stephen and Leo here with me right now. (laughs) I I shouldn't be alone. Uh, I need an adult. I need an adult. (laughs) Don't know why. Oh, I decided to make myself much more approachable. That's it's getting steamy. Let's see how much more steamy we can get with the back of the DVD. What do you think? Steamy. Yeah, Let's let's get steamy. Alright, here we go. Get my music ready. In the underworld, vampires are a secret clan of modern aristocratic sophisticates whose mortal enemies are the lichens, parentheses werewolves, a shrewd gang of street thugs who prowl the city's underbelly. No one knows the origin of their bitter blood feud, but the balance of power between them turns even bloodier when a beautiful young vampire warrior and a newly turned lichen with a mysterious past fall in love. Kate Beckinsale and Scott Speedman star in this modern day action-packed tale of ruthless intrigue and forbidden passion, all set against the dazzling black backdrop of a timeless gothic metropolis. Like, did they really not expect anyone to read that out loud? I'm like, oh, I know I didn't read it because I remember watching the trailer for this and thinking, oh, this would be a perfect first date. Oh, little teenage Nate could now take another little, I guess, emo kid 
to go see the emo movie. Your your uh, your Kate Beckinsale. Uh, my my little high school. Yeah, Kate Beckinsale. Your high school Kate Beckinsale. There you go. I didn't have a date, so I had to wait until the movie came out on proxy uh, DVD to, to watch of. it. You needed a Kate Beckinsale proxy. Yeah, that's um, what it was. That didn't happen, so Dad and I rented it when it came out. <laughs> well, I uh, I took Jackie to see this. This uh, we watched this in theater. I I, I think. I've seen every Underworld in theater except for the last one, The Blood War. Gotcha. Which I honestly don't know if that one made it to theater, so maybe I've seen all of them that actually maybe, got I don't know. theatrical release. Um, I mean, it was awfully sweet of you to pick the most romantic movie that we've ever covered on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I as mean, much as I was, Pete, I was Pete wants to say Thirst is a... Oh, Thirst is a beautiful love story. Yeah. This was better. You definitely have picked a romantic film for our Halloween entry. I did, man. I yeah. did. And Two it's... star-crossed lovers. One a vampire. One a human. Then a half werewolf. Then a half werewolf vampire human. Guy goes through a lot in this movie. Got man. a lot going on. I feel I feel for her, uh, Scott Stapp, and uh, yeah, I'm doing that the entire episode. Y'all, just that makes buck, sense. Buckle up every time I, that I talk does about make it. sense. Now, with this being 2003, <laughs> you know, a little movie had came out right before this with leather and guns. Well, yeah, in a film called The Matrix. Yes. So, in my head, here is how it happened with this movie. Studio executive takes a line of Coke, as always. Always Coke. And goes, the Matrix was pretty cool, but what if we had the Matrix with werewolves and vampires? That's basically this. This is this movie. This is the love <laughs> child of Blade and the Matrix. That's yeah, like, what this movie someone is. Someone went, well, we could do that. And I got to say, there's one thing about this movie that I still am like, why is this so cool? You ready? I'm ready. I'm all. I'm. 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 It's I'm on the, the edge UV of my seat. bullets. Why do I think UV bullets are so cool? Because they it, glow, man. They glow. Uh, yeah. They harness the power of the sun in a bullet. Silver yep. bullets. That makes sense. It's yeah. The test of time. It works for werewolves. But obviously, if we're gonna have our werewolves shooting at vampires. Bullets ain't gonna do shit to them. So we gotta be creative. And yet, we harness the power of the sun. Into yep. the bullets. Yep. I mean, yeah. I don't argue with it. No. Well, no, because we'd already seen Blade, who had all kinds of different weapons to battle vampires. He didn't have and, UV bullets, did he? No, uh, he didn't get UV powers till the second one where they made the UV But that was bombs. like the flashlights and stuff, yeah. Well, yeah, they had the, the bombs where uh, him and the guy from The Walking Dead uh, they made the little like flash grenades, um, and they wipe everybody out. And I think silver hurt vampires in Blade, but they don't hurt vampires. I mean, they barely in... hurt werewolves in this movie. All the vampires' ammo is powerful, weak. Yeah, so the, the, you have the... one werewolf literally pull out the silver with his hand and like toss yeah, flick it, to it away. Side. Well, that's why the vampires 
upped their game even more and like reverse engineered the UV round to be silver nitrate rounds, which I think is freaking awesome as well, to be honest. Cool. It looks like paintballs going off every time someone gets shot. <laughs> it looks like my Warhammer paints, and I've got one called like Lead Belcher, and that's exactly what that is. <laughs> it's just bleh. But yeah, I mean, we're there for the the tech makes sense. The lore makes it it's always been vampire versus werewolf i mean come on man it, it but like this movie does it to where it's an original ip it feels kinda. like it's based off a comic book it's kind of an original ip oh, they actually the, got they actually they, got they steal they got there's nothing out about it that they released but there was a lady that sued them that developed a uh i want to say it was a game that had a lot of expansions i want to say it's similar to like probably D D or some type of thing like that vampire the masquerade that might be it i think you, that's it and then there's a werewolf one that was an expansion and she sued them and they settled out of court for an undisclosed amount oh so, man that's the other thing i should have made yeah. underworld and i need to get like a settlement for coming up with an idea yeah these are like fine. my get rich quick schemes. I mean, it's just I don't know if I'm allowed to say it out loud though. Maybe that like doesn't hold up in court. Probably not. Yeah. Not neither does mailing yourself. You know what? I know how to fix right? that though. Do you know how to fix that? Yeah. Let the record show that that was a joke. Let the, let it's the, on the record, record now. show. Right. Uh, it's the so, official record you can't of hold give me, me back accountable. My I do not movies. take accountability. Let the record show. You don't take accountability for anything. To be, <laughs> let's be fair. Let's let's be fair. Now I had another idea. Hit me. Because if they're going to do the Matrix, but with werewolves and vampires, mm-hmm. and we like to reboot stuff every twenty years, and this movie is nineteen years old at this point, which is crazy to think about. It really is. Yeah. John Wick is the new hotness right now. So you want John Wick vampires? Yeah, John Wick vampires versus John Wick werewolves. That's how you yeah. reboot the movie. Do that I style mean, of action with these. I could because see I gotta that. say, a lot of this holds up. Oh, there's nothing a about lot this movie of the that gunplay holds up. The CGI transformations of the werewolves totally. don't look I bad. Love it. And then you like, have the practical effects of the werewolves as well. Like, well, that was another thing. For that a lo- modern take on werewolves, this is like with dog soldiers, where it's like, I really like these costumes. One of my favorite things about the design of this movie, you know, even though I didn't really care for the werewolves, is one of the people that's involved with the the actual designs of the werewolves, the vampires, and they've even carried on into the other movies, was a guy named Patrick Tatopoulos. And he was one of the judges on that sci-fi show uh, face-off where they would do the competition for special effects. I remember watching face-off. I met, uh, I think it was RJ from season two at one of the conventions. Cause I always liked his work. Yeah. He, uh, he, 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 he's one of the few that jumped on the convention circuit. Cause he got pretty far into it. Um, yeah. And like, I think when I had met him, it was right after he got voted off. Yeah. So uh, it was just, and like no one, like when I started watching face off and seeing who that guy was, and then he would talk about the movies and it was, you know, he did, I don't know if he did any of the like last two probably as you know, in name 
at least, but that he just kind of carried over into the whole production end of things and the art direction. And that was always like his, his like flavor. He loved that Gothic creature kind of aesthetic to things. And it works. I, I, I have very minimal, like down things to say about this movie. Yeah. I don't really have like down things to say. Um, the movie does feel like a hot topic family reunion. <laughs> yeah. Times. I think that's the one thing that actually dates this movie is the music. Um, yeah. You know, you get like that, uh, not good nineties industrial. You get that early two thousand cyber industrial that I'm not big on. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it's when, uh, we started to get more digitized in our industrial scene and like, it lost a lot of that raw oomph that I've always really liked. You know, because I always like to go back and play my Matrix the Soundtrack vinyl record. Oh, uh, I, I like it because it's got uh, it's black with like the green yeah. coating all on and, it. You and know, when it and, spins on my turntable, I actually transport into a leather clad world. And, and then I play my Underworld, and then I realize that I actually put the the records in the wrong slip covers, and one At, goes for the other. Yeah, it's, it it's always the gets same mixed damn up. soundtrack. I think there's like this is also when like one particular band that was like famous for like three months gets a movie soundtrack deal, and then they yeah, disappear. Like, and then they just disappear. They you never see them again. Gone. You know that that's how I feel with this one because there I, there is one I didn't even look it up which I'm gonna do that now because it's just that 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 makes things funny whenever you're like oh yeah this band's gonna be the next Metallica nah <laughs> by the time the movie even comes out half the time they've already faded off of they've broken up reckon, yeah <laughs> our underworld money has made it to where we are too big yeah way too big way too big. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah this this makes sense uh the, the i guess holy crap she did a bunch uh performed by danny loner l-o-h-n-e-r uh but he has backup vocals by amy lee oh that makes sense and <laughs> danny loner was actually in nine inch nails so this all oh. like, starts to really you know add up <laughs> He I don't know even, if he still is in Nine Inch Nails or not. Like, I really haven't paid attention to their uh, career in a while. But yeah, Danny's no. definitely in in IN. But but <laughs> you know, you see, if you wanted early two thousands, you just like looked up Amy Lee. She was yeah. in every soundtrack. So, Once again, <laughs> we have a hot topic family reunion going on with this movie. Evanescence was life, man. <laughs> Evanescence was life. Oh my God! One day she will be woken up. One day. Oh God! It's just it's just a different time, man. And, and I know, think that's why these movies like they're a product of their time. And when the sequels come out twelve years later, they don't hit the same because we've moved past that Matrix, you know, style. And yeah. in 2013, 2016, those other two sequels, like, ah, eh, we're kind of floating aimlessly waiting for John Wick to happen. Well, and that's that was another thing. Like when Underworld came out based on the Canadian. That's what I'm saying. Based on the Canadian box office, they greenlit the sequel and the prequel Which right as they like got. 
the opening they weekend had numbers. confidence in this lore that they built and in the uh, oh yeah world that they had created with this and like I love that it's just like well werewolves and vampires they just fight each other like one of them yeah. raided another one's village and that one made him unhappy so now it's forever a blood feud. See, you're going to have to watch the other two because it's a little bit more complicated A little bit more than that. Than well, that. you know, on the surface level of the first one, and that's the only one that we're covering, there's a blood feud. And you know what? Maybe one of the other parties involved doesn't know they're in a blood feud. That happens sometimes. Sometimes that does happen. <laughs> blood feuds are a you thing. You don't know you're in a blood feud until you're in a blood feud. You can be in several and have no idea you're in several blood feuds and next thing you know you're just trying to figure out why you got machine guns getting pointed you're, at you you're which, standing you're standing there like john travolta in the middle of the living room going i i don't know which way I, to yeah, go you're just looking I, to figure out where to put your jacket i have in the middle of a blood feud there's there's a drink that i can get mixed a now because the blood feud's been going on for 6,000 years or whatever, 600, 600. years. 600. Yeah, so not that wait. long. You um, just finished the movie like not 30 minutes ago. This is true. And sometimes <laughs> I add extra zeros after stuff. <laughs> um, that means there's a transition period in their lives. That okay. means there is a part where they go from using swords to muskets to machine guns. So now I have yeah. to wonder which clan got access to the machine guns first. Vampires. Okay. So I feel like the vampires should have won instantly then. I feel like they were holding back. They didn't want to end the war. They wanted to keep the war going on for a la profits. Well, again, you watch the movie, right? I mean, that's kind of the entire underlying <laughs> theme to the movie that there were deals happening. I just feel like one of them would have gotten shot by, they would have had like, ah, oh, we've always had these bullets. And then like seven bullets hit one of them really okay. quick. And then his friend went, holy shit, bullets go that fast these days? Why don't we have those kind of technology? But remember... Maybe they didn't have as much access to silver bullets. So they were just oh, getting a lot true. of hours. We do have to wait for the science to catch up in this war. Yeah. That's, so that's I mean, why you have silver whips, which you never bring a silver whip to a werewolf fight. Why would you carry those on your shoulders? Why would you carry two whips? That looked A, way uncomfortable, and B, like he didn't look like a football player before he took his trench coat off. I'm not here to kink shame or anything like that, but you just don't carry your whips around with you. Not not like that. And I mean, I mean, to they have wrapped two... around him, like, what if that he was were his to fall? thing? Right. right? This is that whole thing where apparently silver has no, no uh, bearing on vampires because that. That was, and I don't know if, like, if that's your thing, maybe you should have some spatial awareness of when you pull right? them out. That's the other thing. If you're going to pull out your whips, you should really make sure you know what's behind you and what's to the left of you and to the right, you know? Yeah. Do you have clearance to use those whips? Yeah, it's not a close quarter weapon. No. And when you you're in a sewer. distance. And also, you got to realize if you're going to whip something that is attacking you, you're just making it angry. Which is what he did. Like, the werewolf just was like, yeah, okay, you have some fancy whips, but that silver ain't going to stick in me. Yeah, All you're going to do is like, cut me. Yeah, like, he could deal with some paper cuts. 
Oh, that's all it was. Just like a lot of paper cuts. I don't know. It, it, it's got cool aesthetics. I love all the weapons. I do have a hard time with the armorer dude um, for the vampires because he was kind of the the not so sharp one from Snatch that ran <laughs> the uh, pawn shop. And he got the replica guns. I was like, is he making a bunch of replicas in the armory? Oh, I'm getting those ones mixed up with my real guns. That's right, man. You got a uh, test the fire. Movie, if my, like, I guess my biggest complaint is the movie has a lot of great action scenes. That's a and that's not a complaint. Just, the complaint that's a is segue. the movie has a lot of unnecessary storyline with it that I don't care to have in my action movie of this caliber with with all of its lore building and stuff there are moments where there's so much exposition happening where i'm just like get back to the shooting each other this this is where because I... there are three bad guys in this movie yeah. at one point like yeah. you know like it's just like oh victor's the bad guy no lucian's the bad guy actually it's this guy sideburns craven. is craven craven yeah craven's worth wait no <laughs> craven's <laughs> just craven. worth it's just craven you That's just what we do in the shadows. Finished the movie. <laughs> Literally just finished it. But it, no, yeah, there, I I really believe they fully intended for multiple movies. Um, they got that wish. They did, By and honestly, means. that is the best way to watch these is to one, two, three, four, or and not four, one, two, three. With the way that this movie ends, where. It sets up the last remaining high vampire elder. Mm. I was like, okay, obviously part two, we're dealing with Marcus. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. So now I got like, I. it does intrigue me like to watch the sequel, which is a good thing that a movie should do. Like a movie should end and you go, all right, I do want the next one. That's what this movie does well. The sequel's amazing. I mean, honestly, it's, it, it you feel like it's all one movie. You watch one and two and it's, it's great and then like when the third one come out we were like holy shit we're gonna get the backstory of what led lucian into what he wanted to do against the vampires was phenomenal and honestly they could have stopped there i didn't need and that you know, could be also why i don't remember four and five too much it's because you decided to make the third one the prequel and prequels are hard to do because usually you lose your um sense of suspension or like what's going to happen because you kind of mm. already know the end game you know but that's the beauty of it is the way they they the story de- deals with the first you know with the prequel the first chapter is it works you don't feel like they tagged it on you know it doesn't feel like oh we we had a really good two movies we should do a prequel i think the prequel was in mind from the get-go there is a whole like ah, i want you to watch it but honestly man there's like this whole thing of you find out why um bill nye's character was so impressive the fact that they were able to keep bill nye and the fact they could keep martin sheen involved at the third one you know yeah and having their characters killed off in this movie it's kind of wild and honestly they look you you buy it. it it's not like i think because they were able to film it so quickly in succession it's not like they were aged 15 years you know in order to do a prequel which is that's the other thing that hurts 
when you finally go, well, this this franchise needs a prequel. Yeah, but that was from like 12 years ago. Everyone's older, especially if there's a kid involved. It's like you're not going to get a prequel, you know, that's yeah. going to line up right. It feels so disjointed, but this one does. And again, the casting of Sonya, because of how close she looks to Kate Beckinsale in the first one, it just works. It really does. <laughs> I know we're talking about the first one, but I, I'm serious with these movies. It's one, two, three. You watch them in that succession That's because one it's, of the fun it's things one of whole doing story. Something like this it was like, oh, now it does make me want to go and watch the other ones. But I got to find time. Like we just did Sleepy Hollow and I promised I was going to watch uh, Sweeney Todd before yeah. the recording of this. And I didn't get time to watch Sweeney Todd. Shenanigans. Well, I've been driving. I've been on vacation moving. I mean, you've had like 27 vacations. You work at a place for a long time. You get a lot of PTO time. I've worked for myself for a long time. I you don't get, get no PTO. You should take the time off. Uh, Your boss is a real asshole. When you work for yourself, there is no such thing as PTO. Real asshole. You can take time Stand off. Stand by what I'm saying as I stare at him. No, it's I totally get you're calling me an <laughs> asshole. And you oh, don't got the know, joke. You don't know it, but we just started a blood feud. So as we fight out this blood feud that you just Stop started... <laughs> that uh we're gonna go ahead and hit a commercial real quick (laughs) and we'll settle this blood feud while everyone else gets entertained the transformers will return after these messages welcome to good beer bad movie night where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them so tune in and join Troy. Killboy Kreitz. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I f- that up. <laughs> Try that again. As we drag Kathleen. Hear me. Kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. Hands up! Madball, Madball. Welcome to the wacky world of Madball action figures, a world of good guys. Attack, Skullface! Get him to his brain! Off with your head! I give a service! Defend yourself, Slobulus! Gotcha, screaming Mimi. And bad guys. Wolf breath. Birds feather. Head off, Bossman. Wow. And you can switch heads from body to body. It's a world of funny friends and frenzied fun. The world of Madball action figures with head popping fun. From Amtoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling podcast that's based on the old school but can still help you find the good stuff from today jimmy street and the plastic sheik jared are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world from thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise this team does it all and all they ask is give me back my pro wrestling Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. We now return to the Transformers. All right. Just to update everybody, the blood feud's still on. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, you no, know what? 
you know what? Who I don't have a blood feud with? Who do you not have blood? Kate Beckinsale. Well, there's that. <laughs> there's another very sexy character in this movie. Oh, there's an- Craven. Oh no, no, there's another sexy character in this movie. Lucian. Oh no, no, no! There's actually another sexy character in this movie. <laughs> okay, tell me who the other sexy character is in this. Bill Nighy. I, that was going to be my next guess, but I'm. I, I figured you were going to eventually get to Victor. But... Eventually, I was going to get to Victor. Man, Bill Nighy's awesome in this, and he's barely in the movie. He has a presence in movies. Oh, period. he always will. Like I... it's something. It's like if I don't know that Bill Nighy's in a movie and he pops up, I light up so much because he could be in a movie for only 10 minutes but damn it he is like lance hendrickson where it's like those are gonna be one 10 incredible minutes there's a there's there was a movie he popped up in that i wasn't expecting it and it's not what even i expect of out of bill nye but he was in hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and he shows forever he shows up at the end to take uh the guy to the new new earth that they're building and just his mannerisms and how he talks and that you're like it's bill nye you can't hide it but it was just so to me out of character for him but i loved it so much i feel like he's a big nerd i feel like he's one of us like when you look at everything he's always in he's always popping in to weird fun stuff so when he Mm -hmm. pops up in this it's like he's an actual vampire so it makes sense and, but, but I buy it. I buy him as like this ruthless, cold-blooded elder it's all, vampire. Yeah, it's um, all about the uh, the coven. It's all about survival. I mean, what they did with this with Bill Nye blows away every like main villain for the Blade franchise. Like, yeah, period. definitely. Like, if there as was much ever as a crossover that I wish could have happened, it would have been instead of like Blade Trinity having that terrible Dracula. Bill Nye, you know. <laughs> yeah, Bill Nye. And, you know, I'm not, and I'm, now I'm not knocking like the character of like Deacon Frost or anything like that. But always like the elder vampires. Just I didn't feel any impact from him, even in the second one. You know, where he's all like decrepit and shit. What I like most though is they kind of did that with Bill Nye, and he got stronger. He comes out of hibernation decrepit and you're like oh okay so he's just this old vampire and he's getting like rejuvenated yeah it's like as, as he gets blood in him which i think is another cool thing that this movie does where you have three vampire elders and they rotate their time with yeah. one another of who rules as um, much as you were talking like it needed you know less talk more action there's a lot of world building in this movie there are there's maybe so the much sequel lore. gives me more of my action that i'm wanting uh, it, honestly, it gives you like the same amount of action, but just as good storytelling. And again, I'd, I'd rather you just experience it because I could talk you through it. Because nah, I literally, I they don't I, I, hear that. <laughs> I watch these movies all the time. I really do. I own them. Yes, I rented it last night because I wanted it in HD, and I'm so glad I did because the HD version has the flashbacks replaced with the third movie. And I, I, I can't say that enough. I loved that they did that. It just fits so well. It works. Um, but I, I but, but it's just, I have always loved, that's why Jackie and I have watched all of them when they come out in theaters, except for the last one, which, you know, I should look up and see if that even came out in theaters, which I maybe, think it but did. like Bill Nighy being like this presence in the movie towards the tail end. And as he's rejuvenating, 
even mm. before he rejuvenates, there's a punch he throws in this movie that mm-hmm. is brutal. Where it's the, like you have like the Nazi werewolf doctor. He's German. <laughs> Doesn't mean he's necessarily Nazi, I guess, but he's got some Nazi vibes to him. He was there. He saw it happen. <laughs> Whether he was involved. He didn't try to stop things, I don't think. Yeah. And that's the problem. That's but then right. Bill Nye, he punches the shit out of him, and you see his entire cheekbone and flesh rip apart. Yeah. And he falls on the ground. Fall apart. Yeah. And like, look, Bill is not a youngin' Mm-mm. by any means when this movie came out. But he's fierce. I wouldn't want to mess with him. He is. Honestly, I think the only part I would have changed is his fist fight with uh Scott Speedman at the end is when he's fighting the hybrid and they're throwing punches and it's just like almost like they're throwing wild haymakers. They're so far apart from oh, each yeah, other. Like he's throwing some like crazy ones where he's leaving himself wide open. Yeah. And he's uh, also doing a lot of like Bill Nighy noises of just like hissing, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> he really got into the vampire. Yeah. <laughs> but like that makes me laugh, but the way he was actually like talking in dialogue just worked. You know, he would he would overemphasize certain parts of the word, and he just felt like another creature, like a creature of the night, even when he's talking. And it it was he. I know he has an accent and everything, and it's he. Uh, it's not quite Christopher Walken, but he had just the right amount of pause or draw on his dialogue. He does what he does best in this movie. Yeah. Oh, 100%, man. I mean, I I don't think there's anything miscast in this movie whatsoever. No, like, even Uh, Kate Beckinsale, it's like, why are you not in more action movies? Like, she has such a stern, badass face in this movie. She is cold. She is fast. Um, She's a badass. There's a scene where she's in a corset and in leather. I'm like... That makes no sense to fight in, but she's making it work. I'm kicking myself because I know what the other movie we should have picked for this month was. Damn it. There's another Kate Beckinsale action movie I'm not thinking of? Yep. Really? Van Helsing. Oh, God, you'd make me watch Van Helsing again? And you know what else is in it? Hugh Jackman. Werewolves. And, and... machine guns. Ah, damn <laughs> They have the Gatlin gun machine gun in that movie. I just remember CGI in that movie being so terrible. <laughs> and, like, stupid and, like, bad toys came out from that. And, like, oh, damn it. Why did oh. I pick that? Oh. I'm still happy. I'm still happy with the one I picked. 2023. But, oh, oh, totally 2023 Halloween. It's going to be Van Helsing. 2023. God, God. Can we skip that year just all together now? Like, but it's got Kate Beckinsale. Oh, damn it. That's, see, that's how you pull me in. I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> Kate Beckinsale and Hugh Jackman? Come on. Oh, see, ah, Hugh Jackman, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you sexy for your own good. <sighs> too much sexual tension in this episode. I told you. <laughs> I win uh, the blood feud. I got to fan <laughs> myself down. I have won the blood feud. That's how it is. <laughs> I reign superior. Oh, my God, man. But, yeah. We cannot stress enough, like, how fast Kate Beckinsale is. She gives us 
it's an iconic moment where she's shooting on the ground just in circles and yeah. falls down. And I love it because it's her escape plan. And it's like, all you did was create a hole and the werewolves could just go in the hole. And they don't. But it looks so cool. <laughs> it would have been funnier had a werewolf been under it when it fell. Because it was oh. like 12 inches of concrete she shot through. She I want to say unloaded. Mythbusters tested that. And it I believe it. I believe it they would try that. It didn't that. work. It but didn't they would also then have to deal with, like, you have to have a pistol with unlimited ammo. Yeah, there's a lot of automatic oh, pistol fire. I don't care in this. about that ever in any no. movie, though. Like, it doesn't come on, me. it's an action movie. You're supposed to have unlimited ammo to just start shooting shit nonstop. The opening scene of this movie, where they're just blasting in the uh, subway, in the subway, no, fantastic. I love it. You get, you also get that great shot of Kate Beckinsale throwing like the vampire ninja stars yeah. into the werewolf. Um, you get There's, a lot of like she does a lot of tumbles, you know, like a lot of dives and stuff like that. Not diving she, while shooting like John Woo type movies, but just no. a lot of uh, rolling around, hiding underneath it's, cover. We get like great the, explosions of scenery. The the slow motion flips where she'll flip over something and while it's like, shooting. Yeah, she she'll be shooting stuff at that. I mean, Scott Stapp could have done more cool stuff instead of just like run around. Wondering you gotta, what's going you gotta, on. You got to keep me updated. That's another thing that I think I was a like little he's more much wasteful in this movie until the very end. And he's a blue werewolf, or is he blue? I'm colorblind. It's it. He did have a blue hue to he him. Like There's he a was lot blue. of black. Um, that was one of the other things I felt like they were setting it up really well. Like whenever Bill Nye jumps down to fight him, how fast uh, Michael is, and Every time Bill Nye would turn around, Michael there Stanner. He is. There he is. There he is. But then they stopped doing that, and he's well, you not know, as fast during the fight. If you're not doing a lot of dexterity training, you're going to be slow after, after you know, the, you use your special power like twice, you're drained. You didn't have the stamina. To yeah, that's the problem. You got to do a lot of cardio, even as a werewolf. <laughs> a lot of cardio. Can't skip leg day either. Yeah. But, uh, no, I think that was one of the other, like, little... It was mostly the fight at the end. That was my the way they just they tried to make it's like Godzilla and King Kong were fighting, but they treated it like they were that big and they weren't. It should yeah. have been <laughs> a lot more close quarter fighting styles. Especially um, this movie does a lot of great wire work. Oh, it's all yeah, it's all wire you work. You know, like a lot of wire work reason. when you see people like flying and stuff like that. And there is a part of me like I remember there was a moment in time where I hated wire work and hated wire work stunts because it was like, oh, this looks so dumb. Yeah. But then like watching this, I was like, man, I do kind of miss that. Now, I should clarify. Wire work that's like in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Martial art movies. Always have absolutely loved. House of a Thousand Dragons or Fine Daggers, whatever that movie was called that came out yeah. shortly after that. Mm-hmm. That type of stuff has always been very elegant and beautiful to me. It was like the wire work that we used that we got just straight after the Matrix. I, I that that 2002 to 2006 era was just a lot of like let's slow down every bullet and make sure that everyone is doing a lot of like crazy jumps. That uh, that wire work that Austin Powers made fun of with Fat Bastard when he goes yeah, flying exactly. through the air. <laughs> One of my wires broke. Oh, isn't this magical? Isn't this amazing? It's just, <laughs> it's so funny to me, like, 
how we can go back after time and go, well, I kind of miss that now. There was a moment where I got oversaturated with it. Then you get away from it and you go, oh, you know what? Maybe once in a while we could use this again. Look, man, I still I know this... one thing that I will never want to have to come back. What do you not want to come back? Shaky cam. God, dude. What... It, it keeps trying, doesn't it? How many new movies have you seen that still bring out shaky cam? Like, I don't need to feel like I'm running with There's the guy. There's a reason why, like, the Born Identity movies, I don't really remember. It's because I you just don't see anything. They all blend into one basic movie is yeah. why I don't remember them. Um, and the only reason, like, the one Jeremy Renner stands out is because it's Jeremy Renner and not Matt Damon. I think it's Ultimatum or something like that. I honestly forgot that even happened. Yeah. Because didn't they do the same thing with Mission Impossible, I think? Isn't he just appear in one of them? Well, he shows, yeah, he shows up in two, two of them, two of them. Don't, don't, don't begrudge my Mission Impossible movies. I love Mission Impossible. I like that last one. I like Harry Cavill. No, I like them. Like I can't say I hate them. It's just they're the same thing. Like they kind of blend into me. No, they're cool, just, but they just, just kind of blend in. A That's a lot of it because they don't go one, two, three, four, five. Like they go like Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation. Rogue it's just because you don't want to remember what the word is. That's all it is. I have a really hard time remembering subtitles. I mean, you, you, it's, subtitles. It's good stuff. Don't don't <laughs> don't bad mouth. Don't bad mouth my Tom Cruise. I like Mission Impossible. Those are those are two when Harry Cavill it, lock and loaded his arms like they were guns. Dude, it was cool. That is one of my favorite scenes in that. It's movie. a really cool scene. My God, Superman's about to beat your ass. Yeah, um, he has to lock and load his arms. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh God, I don't want to get hit by that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I submit. I submit. <laughs> Why are we talking about Mission Impossible? This is our. We're supposed to be spooky this month. Why are we not oh, yeah, spooky? spooky. Ooh, spooky, spooky. I don't know. We haven't even talked about. The movie really just the aesthetics of it, but I think that's we what did this stands with Sleepy out. Hollow, though, <laughs> but you know what? I think that's what stands out about these movies. It's not so much the story, even though it's great. It's the aesthetics and what I remember the first time I saw this movie and why I can revisit it so many times. It, uh, I, the last time I watched this movie was on a plane. I remember like uh, loading it onto my tablet to watch. Were there snakes? Uh, no, no snakes on the plane. Yep, no, okay. none of that one actually. Got lucky. Not they that are one. The other one. They, they <laughs> we are. We'll talk about the other I, one. I think it's called an epidemic. Oh, not a pandemic. Probably not. We already, we already, we defeated that already. Right, yeah, that's gone. Yeah. Okay. I, I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't watch the news. I'll stay tuned. But not like. This is one of those movies that I have watched quite a bit and that I have revisited. It's been a couple of years with this one, but even then, before that, it would have been like a couple of years. So maybe once every three to four years, I, I watch this. Mine's about once a year. You know? I, I run through them about once a year. Um, Not the last two. I do one, two, three. Um, And I'll do it in that succession. I won't watch them out of order. I feel it, it, it's just weird when I watch them out of order. Um, but it's, it's, it's just a movie that just, it's so, it's hard to put into words. The two thousands are an era, but to me, that was only five years ago in my brain. Oh, it's strange to think that it's 19 years ago with this movie. 
Yeah, that it honestly doesn't seem right. It it is so odd to look at because it, to me it was that new when it came out. Like that that was the two thousands. That was the future. The two thousands was everything went futuristic. Matrix, Underworld, music well, got that more. Y two K, the new millennium. Yeah, like, computers. We had to make sure everything be computers, which even in this movie they have computer digital cameras that can enhance on Scott Staff, and then you could totally tell that Scott Staff. I was Thank a little you. slow on the draw. You were. My bad. <laughs> oh, you said it twice. There you go. I made these for a reason. <laughs> you know, it's actually in the trivia on IMDb of how scary close Scott Speedman looks to Scott Stapp. It, and I was pulled when I was pulling up the video. I play. I was. Uh, I pulled up the videos for Creed, and I was like, "They could be brothers." I like I'm not purpose. joking. It was just <laughs> like, "Holy crap!" They you could like switch one of them in the other's role. No one would know at all. At least in 2003, I don't know what either one of them look like now. I didn't bother to look up. What. Well, only thing I remember the most about Scott Stapp, and it's probably one of the greatest things to ever happen, and it's actually made Columbus somewhat famous when I lived in Columbus, was when Scott Stapp got mad and stormed out of the radio booth. On that happened the Blitz. in Columbus? That was a, I was at the Blitz. Oh, my God. I don't remember that happening. <laughs> that was that. That was uh, they asked him about one of the hosts had met him. And like he was an ass, like Scott Stapp was an asshole to him. Well, he got to come into the studio and he asked Scott Stapp about that. He's like, you were an asshole to me. And Scott Stapp ripped the mic and everything off of him and stormed out of the interview. Oh, that's fantastic. That was, I, that was the blitz <laughs> in Columbus, dude. <laughs> I will never forget that. I was like, holy, my buddy Rob was just huge into Creed, man. I had to listen to that stupid band. That at work poor, poor all man. the time and i'm like dude we gotta stop it with this and no one like, listens no. to creed this much not even creed not even creed listens to creed this much oh my god yeah it was nightmare uh, it was that triggered me i didn't like i knew i had to pull this the, the the sound bites but i did not like the 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 what i had to do to get on <laughs> You had to listen to Creed. That was what you had to do. Do not recommend. One out of ten. <laughs> do not recommend. All right, man. Anything else we want to talk about the movie before we get into all the other fun stuff oh, we do? Well, Charlie, usually I have werewolf occupationals to cover. Yeah, there's werewolves in this movie. I didn't do that this time. Aw. I know. Because this was a very sexy and very uh, tension-filled movie. Yeah. I decided to do romantic werewolf movies. Done. I I I don't have a drop for you though. I don't Werewolves well, are allowed to fall in love too. Here. That's the best I got for you. Did Creed ever write a love song? Maybe we'll you know we'll, we'll that's in I, post. I'm not searching for that. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know what? Are you ready for these? Sure, hit me. First up we have when Harry met Harry. Oh, my God. It's about two werewolves who sniff each other's butts and fall in love. Jesus I created this entire segment so I could write the sentence. 
who sniff each other's butts. I fully believe that. <laughs> wow. And because they're dogs and they're werewolves and they're hairy. Get it? They're lichens. I, I was pretty. That, that's a werewolf. <laughs> so next up. Oh, yeah. They're we have werewolf romantic movies. Yeah. Lichens. Ten full moons I hate about you. Jesus Christ. This is about a werewolf that can't go on a date unless their sister goes on a date with the local teen wolf. I found a way to combine the two. Oh my God. He's a he's a basketball player. Oh my oh he's the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was. <laughs> oh think, my god. All right for this one. The forty year old werewolf virgin. It's about a werewolf pack trying to help their friend get laid, and he finds love along the way. A lot of leg humping in that movie, huh? There is, and the waxing scene is still intact. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, holy shit, the waxing yep. scene on a werewolf. It's there. Yep. That was not a picture I needed painted in my brain today. <laughs> well, everyone needed a picture of a werewolf getting waxed. When they do it, though, it looks like a man in the moon instead of a smiley face. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. Next up. Don't worry. I got two more. Oh, good. I got the werewolf singer. This is about a werewolf that has a wedding singer looking for love. Oh, the wedding singer. Okay. I was... Yep. The werewolf singer. I never really cared for that Adam Sandler movie. Oh, I really like that one. I just I revisited it not too long it ago. Just something about that one. I, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a Billy Madison guy. This one's a little bit more of a deeper cut, only because I had just watched the movie to, you know, help me with my depression. And mm. it is Eternal Sunshine of the Werewolf Mine. Uh, this one's about a, uh, it's going to break you. It's about a werewolf trying to forget about its past lover. I would have not a happy movie. I would have possibly done it the internal mo- the eternal moonlight of the werewolf lover. Damn it! <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? It's it okay, was right man. there. <laughs> it was right there in front of you the whole time. I am so upset with myself. It's okay, man. Eternal full moon. Eternal moon. Mm. The eternal moonlight. Because, <sighs> well, you know, they wouldn't be werewolves in sunshine. They would not. And wow. God, and if, well, the sunshine would protect them from the vampires, though, and the great vampire versus werewolf war. Yeah, see, that's people forget that, that werewolves can go out during the day still, too. But they, they don't just, in this movie. No, they all, it's always. Everyone just hangs out at night. It's always night. Like, I don't remember any daylight scenes in this movie, except for <laughs> like, oh, it's getting ready to be daylight. Honestly. <laughs> All the werewolves have to do is wait till daytime, drag the coffins that they sleep in into the daylight, and then knock over the coffins, and then the sun is out, and now the the vampires are tumbling into the sun, what and they do, the what blood they do feeds over. They go in, and they drag all the coffins out, but they also bring out their alarm clocks, and they reset the alarm clock yeah. to go off, so they don't even have to knock them over. They're just like videotaping, waiting for like the alarm to go off, and all the vampires open up their coffins and go poof. Now you may <laughs> also have the issue if you go to move a coffin, you could have a coffin flopper happen, and one of that, the bodies flops out of the coffin. 
That happens. But happens. the good thing is it'll be daylight. There's no problem. It's going to just turn into dust. Yeah. It's just. This poof. is honestly the easiest war ever. You just got to stay awake. I would have thought Lucian would have thought this through. No, instead he waited like 300 years underground to like come up with his great revenge plan. Oh, it seems like a lot. That was a lot of time for not a great plan. No. Hmm. No, not a great plan. Anyway. Well, that's Underworld. That's Underworld. And werewolf romance movies. Wasn't prepared for that. I was trying to come up with. I was trying to come up with the uh, 10 werewolf things to do, and it was like le- leash, ledger, or heat. Oh, I- <laughs> you know, like werewolf names. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Joseph Gordon Lucian. Joseph Gordon Lucian. That's a good one. Yep. I like that. That's uh, Yeah, there's all kinds, all kinds. Next time, Nate. Next time. Next time. All right, bye. Have more time to prep up. That's right. You so upset. It's only like you had you known about this for like two weeks. Yeah. Leave anything for us? Just bodies. Body count. Body count. Body count. Body count. Now this one I'm curious about because there's a lot of action in this, but I don't feel like there's a lot of dead bodies. Really? Yeah. Like for some reason in my head, we see it. A lot of gunplay happened. We see a lot of people survive bullets. We see a lot of people not. Also, we have a lot of, like, your classic henchmen and just the all black and cargo pants and cargo vests. Mm. Mm, I, I'm going to guess, like, maybe, like, I don't know, 30-some. Ooh, I like this. I should. We should guess what the... Guessing. We, should, we should start guessing what the body count is. Um, 67. Damn! Nice! <laughs> This is a, a sizable body count. Sweet. But I uh I mean there's a lot of people on Amelia's train. Um there are a lot of like werewolves that get took out a, and almost an entire team of uh vampires. There's humans that get took out. There's That's one thing about this movie. It doesn't really acknowledge humans existing. No, but I'm kind of cool with that. I mean, well, I, I just I'll at least give me like one TV in the background going like, yo, there's a lot of people in like leather shooting each other up in London. What's up with that? Tune in at 10. Well, it was kind of weird because they they don't they kind of make reference to the fact that the werewolves open fire on them in front of everyone. Like when she's talking to Craven. Yeah, like you have now blown our cover. Yeah, like we've always kind of kept it low key, although I didn't see a silencer one on any of them. Yeah, like if this just felt like their normal war and they're never keeping it silent. Yeah, but they were in like Bulgaria or Hungary or something like that. Imagine if you were like a human that got shot by a UV bullet and you live and you got to go to the hospital and then they got pulled a UV bullet out of you. Now that's going to open up a whole worm of questions. Yeah, I mean, did, so they shot a few vampires with the UV bullet, but they didn't, like, die like you would expect them to die, did they? Yeah, they, just they don't, like, explode. There was one that had a really great effect where his face, like, sunken in. 
Yeah, I do remember that one. But it was like they went a lot further with the silver nitrate bullets. Like you could see it pumping through their veins. Yeah. And, you know, like really, like, because that was the whole thing. It would get in their bloodstream. So I don't know. I think that was a lot more painful, a lot more brutal, which was kind of cool. I liked it. Uh, all right. So that out of 67, that makes this next bit really hard. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. So our kill of the week, man, um, you go first. What's your kill of the week? It's that Bill Nighy punching that dude's cheek off. Mm. It is so brutal. And like, it's not too bloody, but it's it's it leaves just enough to imagination. And then when you get to see the aftermath of it and like how quickly it all happens. It's a damn good kill. Yeah, it shows you how much of a force he is to reckon with. I agree. I agree. No, it, it's got power. You know, you see skinny, lanky vampires, which is always kind of the the aesthetic you're used to till we saw Triple H and late Trinity. But um, <laughs> to realize they were still like superhuman strength and they, they played it good with Bill Nye. I did like that. Um, I was thinking about this and there's a, there are a lot of kills and it's a lot of like gunfire, like deaths you know, people getting riddled with bullets. I did like the first time they shoot one of the werewolves with the silver nitrate, and you kind of see it coming out of their body, and it's just burning and all that shit. But I think I'm going to change mine up a little bit. Okay. Because there's there's a scene in this movie that sticks with me more than an actual kill. And it was the basic, basically I guess we'd call it the lichen fight instead of the dog fight at the beginning of the movie where the two lichens are fighting each other and they are yeah. literally slicing themselves open like those claw wounds because they close up they did like close-ups on it and like their flesh is opening and they both were like damaged that just always stuck with me. Like I know Bill Nye gets his head cut off and it is kind of cool. He does the turn around. You don't realize his head was cut and it yeah, falls. Like he's ready to fight more. Yeah. And, and, and it's cool looking, but the more brutal was the two werewolves going at it at the beginning in the, you know, like the street fight. So you're more of like the fight of the week. Yeah. I guess that would be more like it, like what that is because I mean, if we were doing the second movie, I, I know what my, my favorite kill in the second movie is because I think that's one thing this movie lacks was they were so intent on that final Bill Nye kill to hold us over. Like, your your guy dying was pretty brutal, but they could have even went further. Like, his entire lower part of his jaw disappeared, you know, like lands next to him instead of just hanging. Yeah. And, you know... Everything else is gunfights. Like, even Amelia, who was an elder, I feel like, got the short end of the stick. And then they drain her blood, and we don't even really get to watch that. We get to see a couple of lichens chewing on some people in the train, but we don't see the death end of it. And it's just like, nothing jumps out at me more than the damage those two werewolves inflict on Especially each other. Especially because, like, they're all part of the same pack. Yeah, you know, I mean, this, they're like doing it this for is a fun. Movie where werewolves are pitted against one another, or vampires no. are really like they're all technically on the same team. 
Yeah, I think, I, and they 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 were depicted as being like the dirty under city dwellers, while the vampires were the clean, posh, just like the back of the DVD. They were very aristocratic, uh, socialite kind of beings, and the werewolves were the dogs, the you know less than. Yeah, but to have fun they beat the shit out of each other and it was brutal i'm sticking with it i'm sticking with it I, right. there's interesting switch up there yeah i i was i was really thinking about it watching it last night when we do number two mm, there's two kills that would be tied in that one i really looking forward to you watching that it'll happen yeah all right well i say we rate this bad boy what do you think all right let's do it All right, Nate Beckinsale, um, what do you give Underworld? I would take her last name in a heartbeat. I know you would. That's why yeah. I said it. And Kate, ah. Nate, your names would rhyme. Yeah, rhyme. We have a cute rhyme scheme going we on. We do. Uh, our our Benifer name would be... Nate or Kate. Yeah, that's honestly it. That's all I that's, can that's, do with that's it. That's how it works. I'd be Kate. <laughs> it's like i'll just ta- i'll take her whole name yeah i'll just do what the I entire do. name <laughs> uh for me this is probably a solid uh 6.5 mm. um i still like this movie i want more action from it there's something about it that does keep me going back to it this is not like some of those other movies where it's like oh i haven't seen this in forever like i do actually watch this you know more than others like yeah, especially because yeah, it hit me when I was fifteen. Like this is a cool movie to have when you're a fifteen year old. It's werewolves fighting vampires. It's got swords. It's got gunplay. Uh, you know, it's got like, blood. It's got guts. It's yeah. got cussing. It's got uh, you know, it is it's is got... everything an adolescent kid wants to watch. Yeah, a movie. exactly. So uh, the only thing, just like watching it now and being ready for the podcast, just seeing like how kind of silly it is with it taking itself so seriously, and I was just like, all right. You could have eliminated some of this for me and just gave me more bullets and swords. You just stand on that hill, Nate. No one's going to judge you for it. No. It's fine. What about you? Uh, I'm going to be a little bit more generous to it, and I'm giving it a seven and a half. Um, I do watch it every year. This is another one of those movies where I I watch all of them, um, and I kind of judge it on all all of the story um and it it is one of the rare ones too that you finish watching this and you go into the second one and it starts right at where this one ends because right, this um, one ends with them being hunted they're now on the oh yeah from it's both it, clans it's basically a cliffhanger movie you you have the ending with this you have the ending with the blood pouring down onto marcus um there's a lot not said about marcus in this movie that really kind of shocks like, you in the second you don't one. really see much of amelia being the head vampire no you know? and uh and you really like, oh you forget she exists until the train attack happens mm-hmm. and victor gets awoken too soon and i don't even re- i think she makes a brief appearance in the second one and I think she makes another appearance in the third one. And I don't even know if it's the same actress, um, but she's just another elder. You know, it, it's never, they never really dive into her 
it, it, she's just a pawn. It's she's just another step. For I don't even the know rotation. why she's an elder. You know, and I, honestly, like, the you could have done like the first three movies focusing on each elder. See, that would have been cool. Um, they kind of do that with the one and two, though. You find out that Amelia just doesn't doesn't have that much to do in the movie. It's unfortunate. Kinda. There's, there's something there to that story. Watch the watch the next two. You need to you need to refresh. If I had known that you didn't remember, I need to watch as all much, three movies to cover the one movie on the podcast. I, that's where I messed up. I honestly, this was getting ready to say is, <laughs> had I known, I would have been like, you really need to watch all three, and then we can really talk. Honestly, we could have just done it all as a one three episode, which is almost what I've done. On a my little own. bit. I can't, I can't separate them, man. It's so weird, but <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm right there to seven and a half, man. I, uh, I enjoy this movie a lot. It's not perfect. There are parts that age it. There are some silly there. Like you said, there's some silliness to it. Um, but it's definitely a movie I'd, I'll tell anyone to watch. You know, I recommend it too bad. We don't have Pete, you know, it did have werewolves in it. So, you know, uh, once again, Pete gets away from the werewolves and machine guns so uh that's our Aliong. so nate do you have a trash opinion ready oh do i ever oh i'm intrigued let's get your drop played i'm the trash man i come out i throw trash all over the, all over the ring and then i start eating garbage and then i pick up the trash can and i smash the guy on the oh that's gonna be a disaster all right man Give me All my right. give me my creed of reviews. This comes from Ice Gnome back in 2006. I like that name. He called this a real stinker. And the only reason I picked his review is because he used the word stinker, and I forgot it that exists. Stinks. It, it stinks. It stinks. There you go. He said, maybe I just was in an extra critical mood when I saw this movie, but I think it's just terrible. Bad acting all around. Almost incomprehensible storyline. This movie is another heavily Matrix-influenced film. Over-the-top shootouts, high-wire karate scenes. The original Matrix was innovative and thought-provoking. This movie is a wannabe. The characters were one-dimensional and unlikable. The development of the characters seems silly and contrived. This is another example of Hollywood abandoning logic, reason, storytelling, plot, and good characters in exchange for big gun explosions Special effects, special effects, special effects. If you're a fan of the Fast and the Furious, the Blade movies, and Tomb Raider, this movie will probably be right up your alley. On the other hand, if you're looking for a film with some intelligence and maybe an interesting story, look elsewhere. Where do I look, Ice Gnome? Tell me, what else should I be watching? Because I'll tell you right now, I'll be watching Fast and the Furious and Blade 1 and 2. I'm not watching Tomb Raider ever again. Yeah, let's let go go watch those movies that made millions of dollars and had multiple movies off their franchise. But you know, those are shit movies. I'm sitting here going, he made a comment in there, and then he used a word where I was like, Yep, you just love saying shit, but you have no idea what you're talking about with the genre. He literally uses the word contrived and bravo. That yep, is a yep, buzzword yep. that critics love but the one thing that stuck out to me that goes yeah you don't know shit about the genre high wire karate karate that is like the most generic term that someone that has no idea about martial oh, arts a very or good point. any 
it, it's like high wire karate. Shut up. I you've already lost all credibility with me. I I honestly was checked out at that point when he said that. <laughs> then I heard all my lips move in and knew that eventually I would stop talking. I then heard the word contrived come out and I went, Oh, I am justified in my hate right now. <laughs> like no, no. I always love when we read one of these reviews and they just point out all the stuff that we liked. <laughs> right, yeah. This is terrible for this reason, this reason, this reason. Even though I just went over my, I gave it so many alley onks for that reason, that reason, that reason. Thank you. Oh, that's why we do that bit, man. That's why we do it. All right, man. Well, that's number two in our October spook. I don't want to call it the spooktacular. Everyone calls these things the spooktaculars, man. And the not actiontacular horrific. Give me back my Halloween. Give me uh, back my spook. Um, give me back my candy. Kate, Be- Kate Beckinsale forever. You- yeah. Uh, okay. I'll let you have that one. Let's see. So we have know. nothing. We have yeah. nothing catchy. No. Just listen to the show. <laughs> no catch. Yeah. That's that's the beauty of our show. We don't need catchy t- catchy t- taglines. I can't get that word out. We that's don't we need don't have them. Catchy, 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 cat, catch, kitchy, kitchy. I'm done. I'm not. I'm done. I'm not even catchy, catchy taglines. That's how you say it. I don't know. We don't need to pad this out. No. All right, man. Well, I think our next horror movie is going to be a banger. Uh, yeah, they're going to get a classic. And if you're listening to this episode when it drops on the 11th, good news for you at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, we'll be doing our live stream of Hellraiser, the reboot. So yep. now you've heard us today, and you can tune into us later that night. That's right. And like then a, if you listen to this on Wednesday the 12th or, you know, some a year from now, uh, it's I guess it's still on YouTube. You could go check it out. Maybe we did a good job. Well, that's the beauty of YouTube. They can always go back and check out the video. So yep. it's a, it'll be up there. How about that? As long as we actually did it and nothing got in the way of us. Assuming recording. we decide to actually watch the movie. And once again, as long as you're following us on all of our other social medias, we will keep you better up to date than our every two week podcast when we announce stuff. So, speaking of which, please go check us out over at Facebook at the Give Me Back My Action Movies Facebook group. The Give Me Back My Horror Movies Facebook group. We each have an Instagram page under the same names. Uh, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. We're we're everywhere. You can throw a rock and hit Nate on just about any social media app and start a blood feud with him. It's always fun. You can do that. He has like 17 going on right now. So I know who half of you are. At least half. He still doesn't fully know where everyone lives. I don't really he... understand why some of them happen, but they're there. It just does. It just does. It's just a thing that happens. Also, please go check out all the other shows on the Give Me Back My Podcast Network. We have Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, Monster Movie Stomp Down, Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, and I Know You Hear Me with Flynn Hendricks, now featuring Tales from the Haunt as well on the same channel. So, and... You know what? Check out everyone else that we interact with and follow on Instagram and Facebook. And please, uh, hopefully by this time, we'll be back on the Action Elite starting. Owen should be healed up pretty good. 
Um, but we are still currently going through the space opera verses over at J man's channel. Um, so I'm not sure where we'll be at by the time this one drops, but it's been chaos on almost every episode. So that's what I bring to the show is chaos. Just a little dash of chaos. Nate, are we done? I think we're done. You look done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm all okay. tuckered out. All right, Charlie, what's the good word? Scott Staff forever. Hell yeah! Nate, you really shouldn't beat yourself up for not thinking of that werewolf thing for the. Yeah, but I'm always on my werewolf A game, and like now I just feel like I got fleas. Well, I think it'll be okay. They make a dip for that. Can I? Can do they make enough? I hate hate the touch of that. I I don't like the feel of it. You don't like the feel of it. Well, that means you got to wear a collar. Oh, I'll wear the collar, but as long as I don't have to wear the cone, because there's certain areas I still like to lick.